right. Good afternoon. And again, all praises to God to all of you that are with us today. Again, we're so excited being be back in the house of the Lord one more time. And again, praises to God for waking us up, starting us on our way. And all the things that we do now is because of his grace and his mercy. Hey, take a minute to like and share. Um, I say that. I don't say it often, but I figure you already know to do it. Uh, but take a minute to like and to share. All right, that's so critical, uh, if you will. Take a minute to like and share. Hey, a couple quick things again to all of our virtual listeners, to those of you in Washington, Kansas, Mississippi, Texas, Nashville, um, Tennessee, California, North and South Carolina, Florida, uh, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, Chicago, uh, friends in Thailand, uh, Battle Creek, Kalamazoo, uh, Portage, Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti, Flint, Pontiac, Detroit, Bay City, and Midland. To all of you right here, again, we are excited and we welcome you on today. It's a great day because we are alive and well. Hope you see it the same way. Doesn't matter what the weather is. Doesn't matter what's going on in our government. God be praised because he is great and greatly to be praised. A couple quick things to be aware of. This is going to be a kind of a power pack weekend. Asking you to be praying. Again, that the whole weekend is a success. Uh, starting tomorrow, Operations Dry Bottoms. It's going to start tomorrow. Pray that those diapers and the ministry will open the hearts of people that want to accept Jesus Christ as Lord of their lives. There are several ways you can look at this. You can look at it simply as, oh, you're just giving diapers to people and they're just going to keep coming back. No, this is a ministry. It's a ministry. And we have to see that ultimately that through giving diapers, people will see the Christ in us. All right? So sometimes you do things just because. All right. When Jesus healed people, he did it sometimes just because. Uh, secondly, starting on Sunday, need to be praying for Sunday. Sunday is the first day. And, and everything that we are doing right now is historical in nature. This will be the first time that we will actually be back in our classrooms for classes. Uh, I, I can't tell you how excited I am. I pray that you're excited. Uh, right now, we've registered close to 90 people, I believe. Is that right, Dean Roscoe? Yeah. All right, we're about 90 adults in class. So we are moving our way back up to where we ended uh, in the pandemic, uh, prior to the pandemic. And so I'm looking for the rest of you to join us. Uh, you can see we got three classes online right now. Uh, if there is a need for the other classes from online participants, we will make the other two classes available. All right? But you can go on. You can simply, uh, again, check with us uh, via Zoom. Hopefully, you've already signed up. We've already sent you the link. You know what to do on Sunday. So we're looking for it. Parents, bring your children. Uh, if you could, please, a uh, kudos to all of our brothers that showed up yesterday, about 25, 30 brothers were in the park snacking on hot dogs and chicken and uh, uh, baked beans and potato salad. And the Lord used that fellowship yesterday as an opportunity to witness to members in our community. All right. So again, thank God. Uh, we had one or two people say, hey, I'm going to be in church on Sunday. And all we can do is just take them at their word. But the one thing that I think is critical, kid, we have to understand at all times, and that is 
that the purpose of the fellowship is evangelistic in nature. We even had one of our members that had not been out in a while, Brother Roger Saunders, was here yesterday. Uh, Brother Bandy was here yesterday, and, and he has been coming to some of the events, but he is ill. But we thank God to have had both of them here, had some other people we invited. Uh, they were here yesterday, so it was a great fellowship. Uh, so again, we thank God for that opportunity. So again, hats off to our chefs. Uh, in the person of Deacon Roscoe and, and Brother Brackett, who uh, just kind of do more of the warm-up than the cooking itself. But again, to all of you, uh, Brother Truss, all of you that did the cleanup, everything that you've done, we want you to know we are appreciative. Um, uh, on Monday, the recovery program will be in full effect. It's going to start at 6 o'clock, um, and it's for life's hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Uh, again, if you need a ride, you have to call. Reach out to Deacon James York. He'll tell you what you need to do. Starts at 6 o'clock. It ends at 7. Uh, so there again, I don't know the numbers. I don't know who you need to contact at this point. Um, you should know by now. Uh, there again, uh, there is the information I think you can use to help you with that. Uh, but please do that expeditiously, meaning do it quick and in a hurry. And that way, if you need to come, then we can make sure that you have a ride. Okay? Uh, this past Wednesday, uh, this past Wednesday was a Sunday school rally. It was a great rally. I have to tell you, it was great seeing we had about 65 people here uh, in the rally, at least 65 in the rally, which shows us there again that you can show up for Bible study. If you came for the rally, you can come for Bible study. But it was great. Everybody went to their classes. Um, they heard a little bit about their classes. We heard some things that you want out of the classes. We came back together for a quick little uh, pep rally, pep type of event. And again, Reverend showed up, showed up. And so again, we're thankful to all of you. Gave out some gift cards and some other things. But it was just a great time. And I, pr I trust and pray that you were blessed by what you saw just as well, all right? So, again, we're thankful to God for all of you. We do know that some of the information was, um, uh, I think, uh, Dean Roscoe, I think some of it when we initially started, or maybe it was at the end, um, uh, where some of our uh, presentation might have been blocked by Facebook. Okay, all of it was? Yeah, I think some of it was blocked because the music we used was copyrighted. So if you didn't get the rest of if you didn't get the end, it was because they have these algorithms that can pick up the music and determine if we have copyright ability. And if we didn't, they will cut that off. Okay? So I apologize if you didn't get that. But at the end of the day, you got the rest of it. That's the main thing. You got the rest of it. So it's a good weekend. Uh, again, looking forward to some great, great, great things. Keep praying for the church. Uh, keep praying for the church. Again, we still got members that are out ill. Uh, Sister Ann Brown, I believe, is still in the hospital. Uh, Sister Janice Redeemer is, I think, home now. Uh, Sister Veda Weston has been here. Uh, and again, um, we want you to keep praying for all of our elders, all of them, wherever they are. Once you keep praying for them, pray for our kids in school um, and pray for the upcoming midterm elections in November. Please register. 
all right? Please find out where your voting precinct is. And, and again, the, app, the, the application for voting absenteeism is out there. Get that as soon as possible if you choose to do that. Don't wait till the last minute. And for those of you that do have it, make sure that we at least look at it so we can make sure that you signed and did everything. We don't need to know whether you voted Democrat or Republican. We just want to make sure that your vote will count, okay? Your vote will count. We're not interested in whether you voted Democrat or Republican. That's your personal preference, and we can respect that one way or the other. We want to make sure that when you put it in the, when you put it in the mail, that they're not going to discard it because you didn't follow all the protocol. All right? We want to make sure that we do that. So that's real critical. All right. The funeral for Namila Moore, the 10-year-old who was killed uh, two weeks ago, uh, is going to be Monday at 11 o'clock at New Birth uh, Bible Mission Missionary Baptist Cathedral. Rep. Bishop Camel is the pastor. Here's what is needed if you can do it. They're looking for um, servers for the repast. Uh, the funeral is going to take place there and the repast is going to take place there. All right, so we want you to know they are looking for servers. They're looking for servers. So if you have time to help serve, we want you to do that. It's a community-type event. We want you to do that if you could. If you can go over and help serve, I don't know if they necessarily need greeters. If you want to do that or help out with that, I'm sure they would appreciate that just as well. But be praying that God will use that, that message in Bishop Camel to win souls for the kingdom. All right. We've already started the process again to do what we said we're going to do. We're going to do something with that property. I just want you to know the wheels are in motion on that uh, again as we move forward. Okay. So those are some things that's happening right now in our community. We're praying again for our friends and loved ones in, in all of our virtual spaces. Uh, some of them are getting tested on today. Some of them are getting shots on today. Some are dealing with other illnesses. And we want you to know that we are praying for you just as well. To all of you that listen, again, want you to know we appreciate and are praying for you. All right. So that's kind of what's going on uh, in October. Again, don't forget Harvest Sunday in October. Uh, it's going to be Monday from 4.30 to 6 o'clock. Again, uh, Monday, uh, 4.30 to 6 o'clock. Uh, so, again, want you to be aware of that. And then obviously coming up in November, uh, Operation Light Up the Park. Uh, again, uh, for Harvest Sunday, we do need your candy donations. Uh, you can send us, uh, you know, three or four bags. Remember last year, we gave candy out to well over 700 people. We anticipate doing the same thing again. We're going to add some bouncy rides and some other things as well. So we expect it's going to be a great day. And so we want you to do all you can to help us uh, be prepared for that. If you want to send a donation, that's fine. $20, dollars $30, uh, $50, $100, whatever you want to do, help us with that. All right? So I want you to be aware of that. All right? And then in November, again, uh, Operation Light Up the Park is going to be Thanksgiving night. We're going to light it up. Uh, coffee, uh, cocoa, tea, you name it. Um, that's going on. And we want you to be aware of that. Um, and then secondly, during that month, um, it is again the election. So make sure that we're prepared for that. I forgot to mention this and I want to make sure that we get this next weekend. 
Next weekend, the Women of Worship will be doing uh, under construction, a, a women's fellowship uh, learning experience from 12 to 3 p.m. There again, you can see, again, kind of the format. And so we're praying for that, that, uh, again, you will share, you will show up um, and do uh, what's necessary to help our, our women grow. All right. So, again, praise God for all of you. I want to just throw this out before we get into the work on today. Uh, continue to pray. We, we're writing grants. We're writing grants and things that would help us be able to do some mission in the city things and some new life things. We're writing grants. We're really facing some challenges because the things that we want to do, we're fighting the adversary again for these things. Now it is competitive and here's the reality. I realize that every time we write something we may not get it. I'm okay with that. All right? I'm okay with that, but that won't stop us from writing. But we've got some grants out there uh, that we hope is going to help us fulfill some of the mission in the city work and some new life things that we want. So just be praying. All right? Just be praying that the grants are up to standard that we've dotted uh, all the I's and crossed all the T's and that when they go before the reviewers for approval, that we will be accepted. All right. Got some phenomenal things going on. Got a major, major, major grant. We're trying to get the information now that's relative to new life that if we get that, it will totally change this ministry. So just be praying. Stay tuned. As we get in it, I will let you know so you know what's going on. All right? All right. So we're excited. All right? Uh, hey, Sunday, bring somebody to church with you. Okay? All right. So today, I got a bunch of nuggets I want to drop on you. I may have spoken to you about this before, and that's fine. It doesn't hurt us to do it again. Just, again, to remind us. I want to talk about today uh, seeking ways to please God. Seeking ways to please God. I think it is so critical, beloved. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter where you are. You need to understand. And, and I get this. So let me just say it. In this life, you're going to find out that, that we're always driven to try to please somebody else. For example, you know, if you got a boss, you need to work in such a way that your boss is pleased in how you work. Right? Is that not right? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, if you're driving, if you're driving, you need to drive in such a way that your driving does not agitate the people behind you, which means your driving pleases them. All right? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, if you're in a restaurant and you're, you know, you need to order, you need to, you know, you, you can't sit there and just look at the menu for, for 45 minutes. All right. Restaurants have kind of a time schedule that they're on. They need to be able to cook, get people in, get people out, because as people come in and out, that's money. All right. So in this life, I found that sometimes we're always striving to please someone uh, or someone is always trying to get us to do something to please them. All right. And sometimes you can even say that borders on manipulation, uh, intimidation, and all of the above. You can say that in husband and wife relationships. You can say it in son and daughter or son and father or daughter and mother relationships or friend relationships, even in the church. It happens. And we need to be able to say amen to that. 
okay? But have you ever considered that our first priority, get this now, our first priority is to please God. Have you ever thought about that? Our first priority is to please God. And I've learned that, listen, I've learned that when I please God, I'm at peace with myself and everything else. Now, let me say that again. I have learned down through the years that when I please God, I'm at peace with myself and I'm at peace with everything else. Now, notice what I did not say. I did not say everything in my life was settled. All right. I said I am at peace. Now, what does that mean? See, obviously, that is the peace. The peace I'm talking about is a peace that surpasses all understanding. Remember one that Paul talked about in Scripture? I got that peace. And so even though, you know, life can be chaotic, when I know I'm pleasing him, I'm at peace. Okay? And that's where every believer should be striving to go, seeking to get to that peace that no matter what goes on, I know I'm going to be okay. All right. Now, thankfully for us, you know, at the end of the day, the Bible tells us not only what God hates, because we do know what God hates. God hates uh, homosexuality. God hates uh, lying. God hates deceit. You know, a bunch of those, if you're writing this down, a bunch of those in Proverbs chapter 16, I'm sorry, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 19. I'm not going to go through those because I got some limited time. But I just want you to write it down. There's at least six or seven things right there that God hates. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 18. All right? We know God hates those. But thankfully, God has told us in his word how we can please him. All right? I got seven things I want to run through as quickly as I can. So I'm not going to be able to elaborate a lot on some of them. But I think they'll just click when you get them. All right. Um, and listen now, here's something that I've learned. Um, what pleases God is also what makes us happiest and most satisfied. When I know that my actions, my attitude, my everything pleases God, I'm at my happiest. You know why? Because I know he's pleased with me. I know my actions and everything have pleased him. And I'm pleased. Now, let me help you with this. Have you ever done anything in your own home as a child and you did it in such a way that your parents were proud of you? How did that make you feel? You felt proud. Chest sticking out. You know, you really feeling some, you know, you feeling yourself and all that. That's how it ought to be when you please God. All right. So let's look at that. I want to give you a couple of things, and the real simple things, I know you know them already because you, you know the scriptures. I quote them almost in every sermon in some way, shape, form, or fashion, in some teaching and something. You know these scriptures because I quote them. So let me just go through them. Number one, one of the first ways we can please God is by uh, is understanding that having faith pleases God. One of the ways we can please God is to understand that having faith pleases God. Now, I want to give you a scripture to go with this, and I always want to make sure I arm you with those so you can write them down and you can examine them yourselves. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5 and 6. All right? Watch this. 
It says, by faith, Enoch was translated, meaning he was taken up, that he should not see death, and was not found because God has translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. You, do you get that? All right. He pleased God by faith. Now watch this now. And here's what the writer of Hebrews, whom we believe is Paul, says. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So the passage identifies faith, belief in God, and believing he would do what he says he would do as a prerequisite for pleasing God. You got to believe that God is, that whatever God has said he, he has done and can do, he will do. You got to believe that. You saw the text, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. So let's flip that around. With faith, I can please God. All right? I can please God. And, and, you know, and I gave a prime example in the text, all right? Enoch, you know, you saw it in Hebrews 11 and 5. Enoch pleased God because he, be he believed God. He believed in God. And now they believe in God. But you can see over in, even in Jude, and I'm not going over there, but I want you to see it. In Jude chapter 1, verse 14 and 15, Enoch even believed that God would come back to the earth with tens of thousands of angels to execute judgment. All right? Let me give it to you again so you can write it. Jude, it's only one, one chapter. Jude 1, 13, uh, 14 and 15, it says Enoch believed that God was going to come back to the earth to execute judgment with tens of thousands of, of saints. All right? Tens of thousands of saints. So, in other words, uh, Enoch believed that God was going to make everything right. All right? Enoch knew that ungodly deeds bring evil results and they must be replaced by good deeds. So the walk, walking the way God walks for this world to experience real joy and peace. That's what Enoch actually believed. So we got to believe that ourselves. So when we believe in God and believe what God says, that faith will also please God. All right? It's critical to understand that. So as I stated earlier, and I want to state again, let me say it real clearly. If you don't have faith, there can be no obedience. And without both of them, you cannot please God. Because one is activated by the other. I obey in obedience to what someone said, or in this instance, God. Let me give you a human example. Your mother said to you, if you go clean your room, I'm going to give you $10. Now, faith is my mama says she's going to give me $10 if I do this. Obedience is I'm doing this by faith that my mother's going to give me $10. That's what faith is. Faith without works is dead. All right? So God is letting us know to please him, we've got to have faith. All right? All right, so let's pray that now. Eternal God, our Father, we're thankful again for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to understand what pleases you. And we know first and foremost, Father, that having faith pleases you. You demand that 
as we walk with you. You've even told us how powerful faith is, that if faith is the size of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. On the flip side, you've also said that without faith, it is impossible to please you. Father, make no bones about it. We want to please you in our actions, in our walk, in our righteousness, in all of the above. So teach us. Uh, give us a faith lift. Test us. Strengthen us. Remind us uh, to act in accordance with your word, according to your will and your way. Father, we thank and love you now in the name of Jesus to Christ. Amen. So we understand, number one, that if you're going to be seeking to please God or seeking ways to please God, number one, let's understand that having faith pleasing God pleases God. All right? Let's understand that, number one. But number two, let's understand that if we're seeking ways to please God, we must also understand that being spiritually minded pleases God. All right? Being spiritually minded pleases God. All right? Let me help you with this. Romans chapter uh, number 8, uh, verses 6 through 8. All right. And again, get your Bible so you can go along with us, if you will. Romans chapter 8, uh, verses 6 through 8. And this is what it says. All right. And I'm just kind of paraphrasing. So, uh, okay, I'm there. All right. So watch this now. It says this. It says in verse 6, for we know that our self, our old self was crucified with him. All right. So that the body of sin might be done away with. Am I in the right place? Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. Romans chapter 8. All right, let me get there. I was in Romans chapter 6. All right, so in verse number, uh, okay, there we go. All right, Romans chapter 8, verse 6 through 8, watch this. It says, the mind of the sinful man. All right. The mind of the sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the spirit is life. All right. The mind controlled by the um, um, the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. All right, watch this. Those who are controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. What pleases God? The man that is uh, controlled by the spirit, which means, in essence, you've got to have the spirit of God to please God. Now, watch verse 8. You see it right there? I want you to get this. So then they that are in the flesh cannot Please God. So when you look at this, the Bible contrasts two mindsets. The human mind, the fleshly mind, carnal mind, and then the one led by the spirit of God, which is, again, the spiritual mind. All right? And we understand the difference between the two is that, one, you have the Holy Spirit. One, you don't have him. So having the Holy Spirit is a prerequisite for pleasing God. All right. 
You know, Peter told us uh, in Acts chapter uh, 2, verse 38, just write it down so then you can look for it at, uh, yourself. Remember, he told us this. Peter told us, he said, listen, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And then he says, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter knew that in order to please God, you had to have the Holy Ghost in your life. All right. So Paul, you know, leading up to Romans chapter eight, explained to us the difference. Paul has some struggles. Look over in Romans chapter seven and you see that Paul has some struggles. OK, he struggled. Paul said, look, every time I desire to do right, evil is always present. All right. And they talk about how wretched he was because it was a continual struggle between the spirit and the flesh. Thank God he overcame. And so in this, in chapter 8, you see him making it crystal clear that you cannot please God in the flesh. All right? If your actions are flesh-driven, you are not pleasing God. And sometimes we can be selfish. Sometimes we can be devilish. <laughs> sometimes we can act contrary to the will of God to do what? please ourselves because others aren't doing things the way we want them to do it or we don't like what they did. Okay? Hopefully the Spirit will convict us during those moments. Alright? So at the end of the day, we've got to understand God wants our lives to please Him. And to please Him, I've got to be spiritually minded. Okay? That making sense? I got to be spiritually minded. Come on, let's pray that right quick. Eternal God, our Father, we understand, number one, that pleasing you means, number one, having faith in you. Uh, but then, secondly, being spiritual minded. Uh, we understand that the two go together. And we pray, Father, that uh, our minds will be elevated beyond the worldly things of the world, that as we think about things, we don't think from a world perspective. We think from a spiritual perspective. You told us, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And so in our thinking, in our actions, in our witness, in our day-to-day -day operations, whatever we do as we mingle and co-mingle with others, make sure that our thoughts are spiritually driven. Make sure that our actions uh, demonstrate the walk of Jesus Christ. And Father, we know that when we do that, when we are spiritually minded, you said in the word, you said in verse number seven of Romans, uh, chapter number eight, you made it crystal clear that the sinful mind is hostile to God. Um, it does not submit to God's law, nor can it. But you also told us, Father, there again, that those who are controlled by the sinful nature cannot please you but those that are spiritually minded can please you so we pray father that our actions every day every decision that we make let it be spirit driven instead of flesh led lord we thank you now give you glory honor and praise in jesus name amen so let me again give you again remember now the thought today is seeking ways to please god and we said, number one, seeking ways to please God. Number one, having faith pleases God. You've got to get that. 
Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, without faith, you cannot please God. Number two, we've got to understand that, again, if we're seeking ways to please God, being spiritually minded pleases God. All right? And we've already saw that to be carnal minded, to be worldly driven, it lets us know in those verses you cannot please God when you are carnally minded, worldly minded, fleshly minded, selflessly, selflessly minded. You cannot please God. Number three, let's understand that the fear of the Lord pleases God. Now, I want to unpack this, and I don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to need you to kind of do some homework on this. I want to give you two or three scriptures to look at, all right? Psalm 147 and verse number 11. Psalm 147, verse number 11, I want you to see it. It says this. It says, the Lord taketh pleasure, notice that, the Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him. And those that hope in his mercy. You see it? The Lord takes pleasure in them that fear him. I'm going to unpack fear in just a minute, all right? Watch this now. Exodus 20 and 20. I want you to see it for yourself. Exodus 20 and 20. All right? And this is what it says in Exodus 20 and 20. And Moses said to the people, do not fear for God has come to test you, and that his fear may be before you, so that you may not sin. That's it right there. All right? Why does God want us to fear him? So that we will not sin. You getting it? I'm unpacking a little bit more in just a minute. All right? Now watch this. Watch, uh, uh, Proverbs 9 and 10. Watch this. And there's a couple of these in Proverbs. I just chose this one, but watch what he said. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. You get it? When you fear God, you start to learn and start to understand. Now, I want you to understand this now. It's not that God delights in having us terrified. God doesn't want you afraid of him, all right? God does not want you afraid of him, but rather God wants you to acknowledge there again that he is more powerful than anything else that we can ever conceive. If you put all the power combined of every country on this planet, it wouldn't be a match for God. It wouldn't even come close to God. So when God says to fear him, it means to reverence him. It means to honor him. All right? It means, now get this now. Fearing God allows us to rely on him. All right? It allows us to deepen our love for the all-powerful God. All right, let me push a little bit more. The powerful God that stooped down or that came and died for us. The God that loved us, that he created us. So out of reverence and fear, I acknowledge his power. I acknowledge his omniscience. I acknowledge his deity. I acknowledge his healing ability. I acknowledge his son. I acknowledge the Holy Spirit. I acknowledge our, out of fear. That means I reverence God. All right. So we got to understand that when I fear God, God does not want me to be afraid of him. 
Fear means that I recognize that God is who he said he is. God has all power. He is all-knowing. He is the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. I recognize his power. I recognize the deepness of his love. I understand the, the treasure of his wisdom. Okay, I recognize all that. That's what this fear is all about. And you already saw, all right, you saw that he tells us that he takes pleasure in those that fear him. All right? This is Christine Jones. He takes pleasure. And so what is God telling us? That when we fear him, reverence him, that he takes pleasure in that. Now, there's another scripture out there, which there again, you can look for it yourself. It says, when a man's ways please God, he makes even his enemies be at peace with him. Okay? When a man's ways please God, when I fear God, reverence God, honor God, okay? Now, the evidence that I reverence God is I obey God and I have faith in God, all right? I know God can do everything he says he can do, all right? Let's pray that now. Eternal God, our Father, we come now, and Father, we know that one of the ways that we can please you there again is to fear you. And fear does not mean to be terrified, does not mean to be scared. It means to recognize that you are the sovereign God, that there is no God above you, that there is nothing you can't do, that you won't go back on your word, that you have all power in your hand, uh, Father. And again, we thank you. We reverence you. We honor you. Uh, again, we praise you because there again, you are the God that you say you are. And so we fear you reverently. Knowing that when we do that and your word is made that clear to us, that you will again be pleased with our actions. And so, Father, we bow to you in humble submission. We bow our heads in submission. Our hearts are humbled before the all-knowing, the all-powerful God. Teach us how to reverence you in all things. Even when, Father, you bless us with things abundantly, we give you the credit. We give you the honor. We give you the glory because without you, we wouldn't have anything that we have. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, let me give you again, real quickly, uh, seeking ways to please God. Number one, we know that having faith pleases God. Number two, we know that being spiritually minded pleases God. All right? Number three, we know that the fear of the Lord pleases God. Here's number four. Watch this. This is where some of y'all going to kind of trip out a little bit and okay with that. All right. Studying, number four, uh, studying and following Jesus' example pleases God. All right. Studying and following Jesus Christ's example pleases God. What is God saying? When you do like my son did, all right? When you act like my son, when you respond how my son did, that's how you can please me. Now, before you say anything, let me make sure you understand. Reverend, I don't know what Jesus did. Yes, you do. It's in scripture. So, we ain't got, listen, we don't even have to play that game, what would Jesus do? You know why? Because Jesus already showed us what he would do. So I'm not buying that rubber band WWJD. I already know what he's going to do. 
And notice what I said now, studying and following, which means I read it, I internalize it, I believe it, and then I demonstrate it. All right? Studying and following. Now watch this. I want to give you three real quick scriptures to look at. Uh, again, watch this. Matthew chapter 17, verse number 5. Matthew 17 and verse number 5. Watch this. It says, while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, this is my son. In him I am well pleased. Hear ye him. This is when Jesus trans, uh, translated or transfigured himself. This is where they saw Jesus, the three disciples, Peter, James, and John, saw Jesus uh, transfigured in his glory. Remember when they went up on the mount all right, and they saw him? And God showed up and said, this is my son. I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. What is God telling us? I'm pleased with Jesus. So if you do what Jesus do, then you're going to please me. All right? Watch this. I want you to see Jesus talking in John chapter 8 and verse 29. All right? I want you to see. Watch what Jesus says. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. Watch this. For I do always those things that please him. You see it right there? Jesus said, the reason why God is with me, uh, the reason why God is pleased with me is because everything he asked me to do, I do it. All right? Now, God is telling us to do what Jesus did. What did Jesus do? Jesus did what God wanted. So if I want to please God, what? I need to do what God wants me to do. All right? Watch this now. Uh, and I'm not going I'm not going dive into the next one. I'll just give it to you as a reference. John chapter 13, starting with verse 13 and going down to verse 17. Here Jesus is washing feet. Um, and Jesus said, look, I'm giving you an example that you should do it. So what is Jesus telling us? He's saying, in essence, that we should do the very things that he did. That's critical. All right? So, you know, if we want to please God, Jesus said, the things you've seen me do, you need to do the same things. So if you want to please God, and listen, there's no speculation how God will respond to anything. You know why there isn't? Because everything God wants you to see, how you handle adversity, how you handle disappointment and betrayal, how you handle envy and jealousy, everything you need to know how to do is right here. That's why I remember now, I told you it says study and follow Jesus Christ's example. You got to get in that word. So when somebody make you mad, start looking. Because I promise you, the Holy Ghost will direct you to the passage you need to help you get over your anger. All right? Let's pray that. Uh, Father God, we come now. And we know that one of the ways that we please you is studying and following Jesus Christ's example. 
Teach us to walk in his ways. Teach us, Father, to study, to have a hunger, a desire, uh, to not just be a Christian, uh, but to be an example for others. Help us to let our light shine that men may see good works and glorify you. And we pray, Father, that as we study, we, we reverently submit to your authority that we become servants with compassion, with patience, with love, with tenderness, with a servant's mentality in all that we do. We can't thank enough for opening our eyes to the ways that please you. And so, Father, as we go forward, open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds, open our spiritual ears that we can hear how we are to please you. And we know that when we walk in Jesus' footsteps, we know, in essence, you are pleased. Matter of fact, you said in John chapter 13, uh, verse 17, it says, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Happy are we. And, Father, that's what we desire to do now, to please you in all that we do. Father, we're flawed and broken, trying to do what you desire. We pray that you would revive us, that we can do what you've called us to do. Because only when we walk in Jesus' steps, follow his example, can we please you in all things. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right? So here's, I, I got about three more. All right? So watch this with me. This is Will Brandt again. Pray that you're recovering and uh, doing well uh, with your family and loved ones. Again, we pray for you uh, as you celebrate your brother's uh, passing, um, as his life. We pray that uh, God will be with you. All right? All right, so here's number five. So if you're seeking ways to please God, number five, <laughs> I like this one. Okay? Understand that if you're seeking ways to please God, obeying God pleases God. Does that make sense? It ought to. All right? Obeying God pleases God. Watch this. I, I want to take you old school or Old Testament. First um, Samuel chapter number 15 and verse number 22. Watch this text. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice, watch this, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Is God happier when you are doing burnt offerings or is he happier when you are obeying him? Now watch this. He says, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. To, and to hearken means to hear than the fat of rams. He makes it crystal clear in that verse. What pleases me is that you obey me. All right? What pleases me is that you obey me. Here, here's another one to think about. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 10 uh, and verse number 12. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12 and 13. Watch this. And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee. What does God want from you? 
Now watch this. But to fear the Lord thy God and to walk in his ways and to love him and to serve him with all thy heart and all thy soul. Do you see two of them things in there? I've already dealt with those. Of course. All right. Watch verse 13. Verse 13, he says, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I commanded thee this day for thy good. So what is he telling us? To please God, God wants us to obey God. Okay, let me just make this real plain. All right. When you were disobedient in your house at home, you were punished. Right? When you obeyed your parents, not only were you rewarded, okay, but you didn't suffer a penalty. Your parents were happy with you. Right? That's all God is saying. When you obeyed me, you pleased me. So God is not asking you to do anything you don't already know how to do. All right? Here's another example. If you want to get a paycheck on Fridays, you have to do what your supervisor or the company tells you to do. Make sense? All right? If you want to keep Uncle Sam, the IRS, out of your, out of your face, out of your house, you got to pay your taxes. That's what pleases the IRS. All right? If you don't want to get a ticket, then obey the speed laws. Make sense? And so what is God telling us? All right? God is making it clear to me that when you obey me, that also means, there again, that you are to live holy, love one another, pray, give, serve, study. God says that's how you please me. And that's what we have to ultimately see as we go forward. All right? Come on, let's pray that now. Uh, eternal God, our Father, we thank you again. We understand, Father, that the way we please you is simply by obeying, your, obeying you. Obeying you pleases you. And you've made it clear to us that it is important, or that it is paramount that we obey you more than we do anything else. And that when we do that, therein are you pleased. Help us to seek to please you in everything that we do. And as we seek to please you, we deny the flesh, we deny the mindset, the carnal mind, uh, Father, because now we're being, uh, we are submitting rather through the spirit mind. We pray now, Father, that every member of our ministry and that every person that's connected to this, again, this social medium would not only hear this, but that they will obey it. And when they obey it, that's when you're pleased. And when you're pleased, then we are blessed. And we know that blessed means to be happy. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I got two more. And I know I'm going to get there where I should be. Again, this is Christine Jones. I'm just about there. All right. So seeking to please God. So we know that obeying God pleases him. That was number five. All right, but here's another one to think about. Doing God's will pleases him. That makes sense? Doing God's will pleases him. All right, now watch this. I want to give you one verse. 
um, one verse to connect with this. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 31. Hebrews 13 and 31. And while I'm thinking about it, again, our prayers are going forward for Reverend Fentress. Uh, Reverend Fentress, again, uh, is recovering. Uh, he's had some health issues, but we want to be praying for him and the entire family just as well. Brother Roger Saunders, who was here yesterday, again, still on the amends. We're praying for him. Brother Ellis, we're praying for him. Again, uh, Brother uh, Bandy, we're praying for him. There again, uh, for all of you, we are praying for you, all right? Here's the first thing about Hebrews 13, 21. Um, and this is what it says. Make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is noticed, well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever Amen. How do I please God? By doing his will. All right? You please God by doing his will. So if, uh, so what is God's will? God's desires is his will. God's commandments is his will. God's plans are his will as expressed in the word of God. In fact, the Bible was given to show us his will and to help us in a sense, read his mind. When I read the Bible, I'm reading the mind of God. That making sense? So there is no speculation about God's will because this, beloved, is God's will. It's his mindset. God thought this and put it in writing so there'd be no reason why we wouldn't know how to please him. I'm throwing them out there today. I hope you're getting this. All right? And so at the ultimate, watch this now. Um, Jesus Christ set the ultimate example of doing God's will uh, when he faced the terrible and scourging uh, and crucifixion, uh, the terrible scourging and crucifixion for our sins. And yet, listen to what he said. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. He was pleasing God in everything, even in being tortured and even dying on a hill called Calvary. All right? And so if, if we want to learn how to please God, we must seek God's help. Listen at this. To always do his will as well. You always, him. you always got to make sure. And I have to tell you right now, and if we're going to be very transparent with each other, which I hope that you are and hope that you admit it, sometimes we stray from God's will. Sometimes in our own humanness, we struggle doing God's will. You know why? Because we're more interested in satisfying the flesh than we are the spirit. Okay? Let me go another step. And sometimes we act out of God's will. Sometimes our actions, we get angry, we act some type of way, we treat people unfair, and even when they did us wrong, doing them wrong means that I've decided not to be in the will of God. I decided I want to be in the flesh. That's why sometimes it's just best not to say anything. Because, see, it takes two people to argue. All right? Uh -uh, I'm just not going there. You, 
You can sit there and yell all you want, but mm-mm. no, I'll let God fight this battle. All right? And so for me, sis Redeemer, at the end, doing God's will pleases God. You know, I told you in number five, uh, obviously obeying God pleases him. I'm going to give you all seven of these again at the end. All right? So I want you to understand that. All right? Let me give you, let me give you number seven, and then I'm going to pray uh, these last two together. So we know then that doing God's will pleases God. Watch this. Watch number seven. All right? Giving the sacrifices he wants pleases God. You get it? Giving the sacrifices that he wants pleases God. Watch this. You hear me quoted a whole lot. I'm going to give it to you. Hebrews chapter 13. Verse 15 and 16. <laughs> Watch this. All right? You already know it. Let me quote it, says Cheatham, says Redeemer, says Jones. All right. Let me quote it for you. By him, therefore, let us offer, there it is, the sacrifice of praise to God continually. What does that mean? That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now watch verse number 16. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. Don't forget them. Watch this. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. You see it right there? What pleases God? Offer a sacrifice, a praise. What pleases God? To do good pleases God. To communicate and forget not who God is. Please. God said, talk about me. That's what pleased me. All right? And so at the end of the day, God, remember now, we saw earlier that God rejected human sacrifices. 1 Samuel chapter 15. God, God said, no, no, I'm more pleased when you obey me. So let me give you the seven again real quickly, and then I'm going to pray. All right? Let me start back with number one. I want to make sure you write these down because, again, this is a great Bible study. It's a great reflective type of thing. Maybe it will convict you and help you so you understand. So, number one, if you're going to please God, understand, number one, having faith pleases God. Having faith. Remember, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. All right? Number two, let's understand being spiritually minded pleases God. All right? We gave you Romans chapter 8 where it says, there again, those that are in the flesh cannot please God. I think that's verse number 8. Okay? Verse 6, 7, and 8. You got it. All right? Number 3, seeking to please God means the fear of the Lord pleases God. Fear means to reverence God, to honor him for his power, for his infinite wisdom. Again, for his healing, for the fact that there is no God above him. We bow in humble submission to him. We reverence him because he honors his word. He does what he says he does, and nobody can unturn it. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The fear, the reverence of God pleases God. Number four. We understand what pleases God. Studying and following Jesus Christ's example pleases God. God said, my son came down here 
and left you an example that you may walk in it. So what pleases God? God says, do what he did. You know, you read it, Matthew 7, 17 and 5. It said, this is my beloved son in whom you will please. Hear ye him. Hearken. Do what Jesus said do. All right? And we know, according to John 8 and 29, that Jesus said, everything God asked me to do, I did it because I know it pleased him. Even dying on the cross. All right? Number five. All right? We know that obeying God pleases him. All right? 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse number 22 and 23 tells us to obey is better than sacrifices. God said, what pleases me is when you do what I tell you to do. He's not interested in no sacrifices. Now watch this. Let me help you with this real quickly. The purpose of tithing, the purpose of giving, is to teach you to always put God first. That's what pleases God. God doesn't need your money. God wants your obedience. When you obey God, that's when God is pleased. So when God says give 10% that, and you do it, you're telling God you obey God. All right? That's what pleases God. And God says when you obey me, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there's not enough room to receive it. All right? Here's number six. Doing God's will pleases God all right so when I obey God when I do his will his will is his word that pleases God all right I know God's will because that's his word there's no speculation about what is God's will and Jesus makes it clear even on the cross father if it be thy will I'm sorry in the garden of Gethsemane father if it be thy will remove this cup from me but nevertheless not my will but thy will be done all right. And then finally, there again, if you're going to please God, that means giving the sacrifices that he wants. Okay? The sacrifice of praise, all right, from the fruit of our lips, that pleases God. All right? Loving the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, that pleases God. Honoring thy mother and thy father, that pleases God. Love your neighbor as yourself, that pleases God. Don't covet your neighbor's wife or your neighbor's thing, that pleases God. So what is God telling us? These are the things you know beyond a shadow of a doubt please God. And when you can do these things, then you know that there again, at the end of the day, you are pleasing God in your actions. Let's pray. Father, we come now. Thank you again for these seven nuggets that have helped us to understand ways to please you. Having faith, uh, being spiritually minded, fearing you, uh, living by the example of Jesus Christ, obeying uh, Father again, doing your will and giving the sacrifices that please you. Father, in those ways where we are contrary, we surrender and we submit. Father, help this ministry and all of its members seek to please you. Make that our number one priority as we serve, as we give, as we praise, as we witness. 
We know those things. And Father, when we please you, you promise us that you'll bless us abundantly all we can ever think or imagine. And so we thank you now with eager anticipation that because we honor you, we reverence you, we give you praise, glory, and honor, and we seek to please you, then you will bless us abundantly. Thank you for the blessings that's already on the way. Lord, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, hey, I hope you've been blessed on today. Again, a quick refresher ways to please God. I hope you'll actually take these and share them with other people. I hope you'll take this broadcast and, you know, send it to people so that you can help people grow in their work uh, and in their wisdom and in their walk with God. It shouldn't always just be for us. I hope you'll always, and listen, because I'm always reading and seeing other things, and so they're blessings to me, so I want to be a blessing to you. hope you want to be a blessing to other people. God bless you. Looking forward to seeing you Sunday morning. Bring somebody with you that needs to be saved. God bless you. That is our prayer.